Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Sebastian Cruz. I am delighted to have Rita here. Welcome to the Exploring Art Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure as well. So today we are talking about Joe Brown and as well as Princeton University um, and just the history between those two and how it correlates to uh, a case study that we are talking about today. So uh, why don't you start us off with um, what is uh, Princeton and its background, Rita? Okay, so um, Princeton is a city in New Jersey. It was um, first settled um, by the Quakers back in 1838. It's most famous um, for Princeton University, which was founded in 1746. And for a short moment, it did serve um, as the nation's capital. Um, it, mm. There was, yeah, interesting, right? Yeah. So it's located halfway between New York and Philadelphia. Um, and it's a it's a nice getaway from the hustle and bustle of the two big cities because it is a small um, it's a small little town. Um, and yeah, they just have a lot of um, historical homes and sites there. Um, the famous uh, um, Albert Einstein um, had a home there. Woodrow Wilson also had a home there. So there's a definitely a lot of history in that small little town. Okay, okay. Yeah, I would have never thought Princeton would be like the capital um of our nation. Um so the reason we're talking about Princeton is because um with the case study that we have, Joe Brown, he actually um for uh just a portion of his life he um attended prince uh princeton uh he became the the boxing coach over there in 1937 um and he continued there until the early 1960s um it's it's very interesting because um joe brown actually he was a uh, a sculptor so he turned from a boxer to a, a sculptor um and basically he uh, made a uh, piece where um it's a male gymnast and a female gymnast and the male gymnast actually um is holding the female gymnast uh, high above the ground and it's it's very it's a very interesting piece and th there was actually some um backlash on it because the male gymnast um the way it was sculpted he had shorts on him but the female gymnast that was up in the air did not have shorts um on her and that kind of um it it, it caused a backlash because it, it a lot of people said uh, that it uh, affected the aesthetic quality of the work because the male gymnast was clothed and the female gymnast right. was not uh was not clothed so that kind of caused the backlash. Um, can you tell us more, Rita, about um, Temple University? Um, can you go a little further into that? 
so yes, um, Temple University is um, a public university in Philadelphia. It was founded in 1844 by the Baptist minister, Russell Cornwell. Um, and um, Mr. Joe Brown attended Temple University on a football scholarship. Oh, wow. And then he, right, you know, he left right before he graduated to become a professional boxer. But he had made some extra money as a model for artists in the mm. art classes there. And then he became interested in sculpture. And then he, you know, he assisted uh, professor sculptor R. Tate McKenzie at the University of Pennsylvania as an apprentice. Mm -hmm. And then after there, he, he did go on to, like you already mentioned, become the boxing coach over at Princeton. Um, but he still retained that, I guess that draw over to the artistic side. So okay. it was interesting, definitely. So you had mentioned about adding the shorts to the man. Do you and the, how that could be, you know, affect the look of the piece? Do you think that it should affect the aesthetic quality of the artwork? Um. Yeah. Do you agree? It's it's a 50-50 situation with me because I feel like um it's it is the artist's work it's his final product it's what he mm -hmm. put in um so I'm I am guessing you know when you look at the piece it's it's larger than life like it's it's a pretty big mm -hmm. piece so uh I'm pretty sure he had a, a lot of days months um to think about how he would want to present it to the public and by him adding the shorts to the mail, I feel like it, it was adequate because imagine if he if, if the male was naked, imagine if he didn't have shorts, you know. That, I wouldn't want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I know definitely for me, if I'm walking down the street and I see a larger than knife piece there and it's just his the say the male genitalia is just right in front of me, it's gonna take away from the art piece. All that's all I'm gonna be looking at. So, right, right. I feel like the shorts actually added to the aesthetic because I mean, at first, if, if they if he didn't have the shorts, I would think, okay, this is just a regular dude holding a woman up in the air. But now that I see he has shorts, right. that's a that I'm like, oh, okay, he must be a gymnast, an athlete, you know? Right, for sure. So I I I like how the movement it looks like if the art has movement, the piece is not. It is still obviously, but you can almost see the movement, the the grip of the hands, the girls, the female athlete mm -hmm. is kind of twisted up in the air. It's not just a direct lift, um, you know. So I I agree. I think that had the shorts not been on the the male athlete, I mm -hmm. think it could definitely have taken away from the piece as a whole. Right. And people would just focus. And then his his um his explanation as to why he did it, you know, part of it was that at a street level in a city and a big city, because you know Philadelphia is a big city. Yes, that there could be vandalism, you know, spray painting or decorating, maybe hanging something from the sculpture. <laughs> um, so I can see his reasoning for not maybe having his work destroyed also, not just 
how it might look, but to preserve the mm -hmm. piece as an artwork for public viewing. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, you you are right about that. Um, and for me, at a, at a first glance, um, a lot of his work, he has a lot of athletes um, posing in, in a lot of his uh, bronze sculptures. Uh, for mm -hmm. instance, the one uh, that he calls Tackle that's located in Citizens Bank Park. Uh, you could see uh, uh, football players and they have cleats and they have helmets on. So it, it definitely adds to that aesthetic as well because – I mean, he 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 labels his sculptures with you know um, athletic clothing or accessories. So obviously, you know, with his background in football and in boxing, you know, that that does bring mm -hmm. some sort of inspiration. So, you know, having those shorts as well, uh, probably was uh um something in his life that he had too. You know, boxers wear shorts, so he he sure. probably um had that as a how can I say it as an inspiration? Um, I, I wanted to delve a little bit deeper into uh bronze sculptures and how that like process is. Um, okay. So from what I've researched is that with bronze sculpturing is very different from a lot of um other methods of sculpting. Uh, for instance, it's casted. Do you know what it what what a cast uh casted um a casting is, Rita? I mean, I just guessing, I guess it would be like a mold type of a thing. But if yes. you could explain it to me, that would be that would be great. So um, basically, when a bronze sculpture is made, there's a, a lot of techniques. Uh, but the most basic form of it is where um, a mold is created. And with that mold, it is... Um, uh, basically prepped for uh, bronze. So bronze is a metal. Uh, it, it's uh, basically the bronze is uh, heated up uh, until it is liquid metal and then it's poured into the mold. And uh, once it's poured into the mold, uh, what happens is that that whole mold basically, um, it, it, the, the liquid metal fills the whole mold. And mm -hmm. while it's in the mold, um, the bronze... Um, expands and it takes every bit every corner of that mold and it makes sure all those details of, of the mold that you know the artist created uh actually pop out once the um metal is cooled uh down and then it mm -hmm. contracts itself so that it's easy for for the artist to take out the mold and and the final product is there um that's very it, interesting it's yeah, um, it is very interesting. And also with bronze, it's it's a really good metal um, because of the way um, the details popped out, like I said uh, uh, previously, and because um, the, it forms a patina. So it, it, over time, the, the bronze, it, um, it forms like this color. It forms this, uh, like the aging on the on the bronze right. is something that that is very like aesthetically pleasing to the eye. Okay, mm -hmm. very interesting. Mm -hmm. Very interesting for sure. Let's see here. Do you feel like um? 
the the male should have been um unclothed or should the female have been clothed as well as the male what what do you think about that I'm mixed. I, I I really am genuinely mixed on the themes. I understand why the shorts are there from his point of view. But then, I mean, a gymnast wears a leotard. So mm. that's not, that wouldn't have been that much of a taking away from the piece, I don't feel, to have covered up the female body. Because you would still see the lines and the form of the female okay. anatomy without having to have it exposed so okay. i am i i mean i don't think there's it's necessary but if you're gonna cover the male then why not just cover the female as well he seems to leave usually the females unclothed <laughs> <laughs> the top is always a little bit down He's, <laughs> you know he exposes it I, you know and that's fine i mean it's art it's all an interpretation you know, in what the artist wants to produce mm -hmm. but you know i think in this particular case being a gymnast where a leotard it's so close and form-fitting on the body anyway mm -hmm. i don't i don't see why it couldn't have been done but you know i'm not here to to say he did it right or wrong but mm -hmm. it could have been something um, maybe that it could have been given a little bit more discussion or or explanation to not mm -hmm. just say that the male is the one that would cause all the all the hoopla in the city <laughs> where people can't control themselves to be to go vandalize an art piece <laughs> you are right about that um I, I do feel like the the leotard would have been something nice that would have added to the to the sculpture but hey at the end of the day it is the artist's vision um how, however uh one, one thing I, I i got a question for you does temple university is there is there do they have like a crime rate i, I know they're located in philadelphia you know how philadelphia is a very big city it's you know there's certain su uh, suburbs there's certain neighborhoods that are mm -hmm. not pleasant so i do know that a lot of uh vandalized i know there's a lot of um trash thrown around and everything so with with this sculpture um so, what do you think it was i mean like it, it seems to i mean this was done a long time ago so i don't know what the rates were like back then as to for him to have maybe that issue as a as a concern as far as the security um but you know it doesn't appear to be that high they had about maybe close to 600 safety related incidents involving students on or near campus and that was back in 2019 okay. and out of approximately 40,000 students i i mean i don't know if that's a lot to me it doesn't sound like a lot um because safety related could be anything from students pulling a fire alarm to, you yeah. know, to have a prank at the dorms. Or was it vandalism? Was it graffiti? Was it breaking and entering into vehicles? Right. Um, so I don't know if maybe a more, if they had something more detailed, okay, these are the crimes, but then what kind of crimes were committed? And then of course, there's always more serious crimes. Um, assaults and stuff like that so I don't know out of those 600 
related, you know, safety related incidents that were reported, um, what those, what amount of those would have been vandalism. Wow. Okay. So, uh, and this is in 2019. So I don't know what it would have been like in the late 60s, the 60s. Um, but he could have also been thinking of ahead, like into the future. What would the future generations possibly do with this kind of of art piece so large in the middle of a of a campus? Mm-hmm. So I can, you know, but I I don't really. I don't see that it would have been such a big issue. Okay. I'm, in my in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so too. You know, having being able to have an opportunity to see the sculpture, you know, especially if I was attending Temple University, uh, I would I would take photos and everything. You know, I, I the sculpture is, sure. is amazing. So I me taking a photo, you know, shouting it out on social media like i would love mm-hmm. to do that and and just for him uh being that cautious you know to add those shorts i feel like it it definitely helped a bit because you know hey the the, the van there's no vandalism on it so i think he right. did do the job um however i i do feel like um there's there's a there's a a, a huge variety of artists that they they are very explicit. They'll they will go and just do whatever they want. Do you feel like uh the artists could have like left both um the male and the female unclothed or or what do you think on that? Could he have? Sure. I mean he could have. What do I think people want to be seeing a fifteen foot statue with uh male genitalia exposed no I don't think anybody wants to see that (laughs) my you know I just don't I I don't I think it would distract from the artwork the entire piece I think people would just focus on that one exposed area Mm -hmm. and then the criticism would then be well why didn't he cover it up you know I think that could go both ways so he covered it up and then people are saying well why would he leave why would he put shorts on on the male and not clothe the female but if he had left it it would be like what kind of indecency is this right. you know why wouldn't you cover this up yeah so, you, you are right you know that. it's it's almost like a lose-lose <laughs> yeah you 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 are but right at on the that. end of the day it is it is an artwork mm-hmm. yeah you... and it's i think it's the artist's choice and for anyone to say if it's a mistake or not a mistake i think that's all up in open to people's interpretations and what they feel is appropriate or not appropriate for art Mm -hmm. um i i personally don't have any feelings about the human body and artwork either way aesthetically though for me i just wouldn't want to see that i i'm right i am happy he put the shorts on (laughs) but um it's uh and it's again the woman with the leotard you still would have gotten the form of the breast. Mm-hmm. And I don't think gymnasts really have breasts anyway. So he could have maybe <laughs> signed her out a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay. If we're critiquing, if we're critiquing. If we're critiquing. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, I, I know, for instance, a lot of feminists, they complain about it. 
And it's right. like, it's like, okay, so if you wanted the woman to be unclothed, then I mean, we should have the men unclothed as well. You know, let's let's be equal. Let's be equal here. There's, let's. Is there such a thing? <laughs> I mean, I I wish I wish, but hey, it's to each their own. Um, I right. I I'll agree with you there. Mm-hmm. So just to wrap it up, thank you, okay. thank you for joining us so much, uh, today, Rita. I really appreciate it. Um, it's this been a pleasure to be here. Thank you. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon. And remember to stay curious.